Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Jesus said, part six. He said a lot of things, so I said this last week. Honestly, I could, I could use this title for the rest of the year, and uh, it would be fresh and relevant. So, uh, but today, I'm going to finish. I heard, I heard there was actually betting going on in the lobby this morning. Over and under, would I finish my notes? So I decided to get in on it on $5, and so uh, you know I'm going to finish, right? Because I'm not giving up $5. I'm, I'm going to win a cup of coffee or something. One last passage of Scripture, and then I have 10 incredible points that show us the benefits and the blessing of Holy Spirit in our life. At 65 years of age, walking with the Lord for 57 years, I think, I am more convinced today than ever that we just can't do what we've been called to do without the Holy Spirit. Convinced. He, He does not just come to visit. He has come to live within us. And when we understand this, I shared some things with the prayer team this morning. When we come to understand this, well, you know what? I'm going to just preach. So I'm going to get to the 10 points because I'm about to start in on them right now. John chapter 14, two quick verses here. And this will be the end. I I read all the way through last week the end of this. But one more time, verse 25 and 26. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. Jesus is speaking here to the disciples. He's preparing them for what they still do not fully understand and won't understand until he has actually died, been taken to the grave, resurrected, and is about to ascend to the right hand of the Father. And they were still asking him, Lord, at this time are you? And he's like, boys, I'm not even going to answer that. When you see me ascend, you go to the upper room and you wait. And you don't leave until you have received the Holy Spirit. Now, you have to understand the disciples did not know who or what the Holy Spirit was. It's not like they had this clear revelation. They had been hearing and hearing and hearing. But until they experienced, it was a vast difference. Many of you have heard about the Holy Spirit, but you have never received him into your life as the person, the third person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And and you have not received all the benefits and promises that go with the person. Say person. I said this last week. I want you to get it clear in your head. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is the third person of the Godhead. Everything about life. Everything about your little bit of understanding of the bigness of God, Holy Spirit is. Omnipresent. He is amazing. And he comes to be your friend. 
That's a whole lot different than it. I have a car and I like, actually I have a little tiny car and I really like my little tiny car, but I can talk to it all I want. It's never talking back. It will, if I keep gas in it and oil in it, it will most of the time run. But the Holy Spirit is not in it. The Holy Spirit has come to live in you and to do all kinds of amazing things. Why is the church in a lot of ways in America so weak? It's because we have rejected the person of the Holy Spirit. Trying to serve God by ourselves, Trying to serve God out of our knowledge. Trying to serve God out, out of our own ability. And therefore, you get into all this law garbage. And nobody can live for God out of the law. That's why Jesus came. That's why he ascended. That's why he gave, the Father gave the Holy Spirit. Verse 26, but the helper, say helper. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. How many things? All things. So all the promises that we read about in John 14, that we uh, will read about some next week in John 15, John 16, all of these are promises that literally bring uh, benefits in our life. I'm going to give you 10 benefits today and blessings that come through the person of the Holy Spirit. This is not all of them. Matter of fact, as, as I'm giving them to you, you might get a sub-point off of each one by the Holy Spirit speaking in your own life. I said to the prayer team this morning, one of the things that, that uh, I, I have learned over the last uh, 12 or 14 years concerning the Holy Spirit, 14 years ago, uh, my wife and I, and 999999999 99999999% of it was me, made some financial mistakes. You all remember 2008? When everybody was buying? And, and I took the counsel of some dear brothers. I don't blame the brothers. They're men that I respected and trusted. The only problem is they were giving me carnal wisdom. <laughs> and Holy Spirit had some spiritual wisdom had I listened. I would be a much wealthier man today <laughs> than I am because I bought high <laughs> and sold low because I violated the peace of God in my spirit. Now, I know I'm the only one in here that did that, and the rest of y'all could have just helped save me. I don't know where you were, but uh, uh, a lot of people made a lot of mistakes, and and a lot of it was because we listened to other men that we respected in the, in the financial or mortgage or rental or building business. And again, don't be pointing any fingers of blame at them. They gave you the best they had. The problem was you listened to them and didn't go get it confirmed by Holy Spirit. Same as me. I'm convinced that through the benefits and blessings of Holy Spirit as business people, Hear me, this ought to set some of y'all free today. That once you come to a place where you learn how to totally surrender to the Holy Spirit and hear his voice, that as a business person, 
You can go from glory to glory and blessing to blessing without being robbed because you heard a good idea. You got a tip. Listen, if it's not a tip from the Holy Spirit, you probably ought to put that thing on the shelf for a little while. Don't run and grab your checkbook and start writing zeros. You need to run to Holy Spirit and say, is this of you or not? So there are 10 benefits that I want to share. The first one, and I hope you'll write these down today or else go back and listen to it this week because this, I believe, is just the beginning of some things Holy Spirit wants to do in each of our lives. John chapter 14, verse 15 and 17 talks about comfort. The first benefit and blessing I want to share about the person of the Holy Spirit is he comes to comfort. Say comfort. Y'all awake in here this morning? You're real quiet. So comfort. I don't know about you, but I like to be comforted when things aren't going right. Yesterday, we celebrated the life of our dear brother, Steve Schaff. And for the week and a half since he went to be with Jesus, Holy Spirit has shown up big to comfort my heart. I love Steve Schaff. I mean, the pictures we looked at yesterday, the video uh, tribute of his life, just, I mean, from when he was just a little boy, stuff I'd never seen before. But it was just, it was so comforting to have Holy Spirit remind us over and over and over again that no matter how much we miss Steve, right now he's in the presence of God. And it's okay for you to grieve. It's okay to mourn. It's just not okay to stay there. Amen. Steve wouldn't want it. I mean, this morning, Steve would have been all into worship, hands raised, worshiping God with all this within him. And I promise you today in heaven, that's what he's doing. But, but comfort is a wonderful thing when you're going through something that nobody else can comfort you in. The comfort of the person of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't come from without, comes from within. Doesn't start with your mind, starts with your spirit and your heart. And then he begins just to bring things that will encourage and strengthen you. John chapter 14, verse 15 and 17 says this. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you, how long? Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The person of the Holy Spirit is right here. And man, he, he wants to just speak life, no matter what it is, that you're going through. There are some things that happen in this world that are wicked and evil. I've been, as many of you are, I'm reading in my Bible reading this year. I'm reading through the Old Covenant once, the New Covenant twice. And uh, the Old Covenant, man, I've been stuck in Kings. And there's some wicked people. These were the people of God. And, And this morning I was reading where The latest king, oh my gosh, do you not just get tired of like, Lord, why didn't you just wipe them all out? Then then he reminded me he'd have to wipe me out too. (laughs) 
But I'm like, Lord, I didn't sacrifice one of my sons burning to death as an act of worship to some dead God that was built by hands. And over and over again, you see these Jewish kings killing their own children. Man, when we went through the little ISIS thing a couple, few years ago and, and, and you were blown away because these guys were c chopping off heads, have you not read the Bible? I mean, the old covenant is full of it. I'm so thankful for the new covenant. Come on, somebody. Just, I just want to say I'm thankful that I live post-Jesus, not trying to live for him before Christ. But, but there, there is just wickedness after wickedness, and they just go from one stupid thing to another. And God gave his son to come that we might have life, and that life more abundantly. And you can't have abundant life until you're forgiven. Until from all, how many of y'all had just a little bit of wickedness before you gave your heart to Jesus? Oh, the rest of y'all, wow, yeah. I'm going to have an altar call today. Woo, man, I got like 30% going to get saved. Because if you think that you weren't wicked, your thoughts are wicked. I mean, even as a believer, you have to fight these thoughts uh, that, that come in the natural. And, and that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does is he comes, well, I'm about to preach another point. I got to get through my scripture. Y'all are not going to mess with me today. 1 Corinthians 14, 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Comfort to men. We need the person of the Holy Spirit today to comfort us. Number two, you see how quickly I went right there? Number two, conviction. Love this. Now in the Greek, the word conviction means to convince. To convince. And you need to understand that because it, it, it'll help you to better understand this scripture. John chapter 16 beginning with verse 8. And when he has come, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He will convict the world. He will convince the world of sin. Do you realize if you today are sitting here and by the grace of God, you have surrendered your heart, soul, mind, and body to Jesus Christ, you are a child of God, you are a righteous man or woman of God, it is because in your place of sin, the Holy Spirit came and convinced you, convicted you that you needed Jesus. How many of you were a child when you gave your heart to the Lord? Let me see your hand. Hold it nice and high. Hold it real high. Wow. How many of you were in your 20s when you got saved? 30s. Wow. 40s. Man. 50s. 60s. Lord have mercy for the goodness and grace of God. But did you notice, if you looked around, did you notice how each group got smaller and smaller? What was the last number I said? How about in your 70s? Anybody in your 70s give your heart to Christ? 60s. You do not just wake up one day and go, oh, man, I've lived it. I've sowed all my oats. I'm going to go get right with God today. <laughs> not going to happen. Because without the Holy Spirit, you're just going to keep on thinking you got forever to live. 
and you'll get it right one day. When the Holy Spirit comes knocking on your heart's door, man, some of you, I've heard some of your testimonies. Some of y'all have amazing testimonies where you were lost. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, you didn't even know what his name was. You didn't know who he was. You didn't even know how to describe what you felt. All you know is that something inside of you woke you up. Some of you made it to church. Some of you actually made it to an altar. Some of you got saved in your shower. Driving down the road. In your bed late at night. You don't have to be at church to get saved no more than you have to be at a funeral home visiting to die. (laughs) Think about that. It'd be convenient, wouldn't it? (laughs) Save your family a few bucks. I mean, they don't have to buy gas. But I personally have never known anyone that actually died while they're visiting someone else at the funeral home. But some folks have gotten saved while they're visiting someone at church. They thought they were just going to pay their dues and all of a sudden Holy Spirit shows up and starts convincing them. Wow. There's something happening here. And I need whatever it is. Before you could even describe it or understand it, you knew there was something inside of you. He comes to convince us or convict us of sin because they do not, he said, believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and see you no more. Listen, he comes to convict or convince us, the righteous of God, that because of what he did, we have right standing with Christ. Say right standing. We have right standing. It's not because I, 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 I did something good this morning or it's not because I got up, you know, two hours before my clock went off and prayed and interceded. No, you are in right standing with God because of one thing and one thing only because Jesus Christ died for you. And you confessed him with your mouth, believed in your heart, and he became the Christ of your life. Say amen to that. Amen. I'm righteous. I've told y'all before, over the years, 35 years, I've been telling this little story. I learned years and years ago, once I got free of a spirit of lying, and when, lie, when you lie, what comes with it? Come on, what's the word that comes with lying? Condemnation. As a believer, condemnation sets in. And, and when Holy Spirit began to convict me, And lying was a part of cheating and stealing and robbing God of my tithe. All of that was a part. Been walking with God, loved God, at least in my mind I loved God, but with my actions, I was proving that I was unrighteous. And Holy Spirit convicted me of my sin. And the minute he convinced me that I have a right to be righteous, and I began to obey his word, then my actions followed my decision. And all of a sudden, I didn't want to lie anymore. I didn't want to rob God of my tithe anymore. I didn't want to cheat anymore. It wasn't that I'm trying to do this by the law. No, all of a sudden, I didn't want to do those things anymore. All of a sudden, when I'd stand in the front of the mirror 
and make a declaration of faith. And I did this for years until it changed my life. I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, good morning, righteous man of God. It's not righteous because anything I did, but righteous today because Jesus paid the price that I owed that I could not in any way pay. He paid it. And I received it by faith. And the minute I did, all of a sudden, I go from unrighteous to righteous. I'm in right standing with God because of what he did for me. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. We're convinced by Holy Spirit. Could you go get me the stool, please? Convinced by Holy Spirit that he comes to encourage us that when it looks like bad people are winning everything, his judgment against Satan has already been established. It's not going to be established. It's already established. It's not going to happen one day. It happened 2,000 years ago. So, so, When Jesus came out of the grave, Satan and all his little demons went, holy crap. (laughs) Y'all forgive, Pastor, now. I'm thinking he probably said something else. He probably invented that four-letter word. Because all of a sudden... He realized we done messed up. We thought this was permanent. See, but before Christ ever came out of the grave, he had already shaken up the devil and all his demons because he went to hell and took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and shook them in Satan's face and declared, "Uh, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh-uh, you don't rule my people any longer. And so when you receive the Holy Spirit, That power comes in you. And listen, to all of those people that you think, Lord, why are you letting them get away with this? Jesus will come back for his church one day soon. And when he does, that final judgment will be settled and established forever. We will hear, well done, thou good and faithful. Or we will hear, Depart from me. I never knew you. I don't know about you. I live my life to hear well done. Quick to repent when I mess up. And I mess up. And y'all mess up. You don't want to be slow to repent. Just keep it right with God. Amen? All right, I got to get on. Number three. The third benefit blessing of the Holy Spirit is counsel. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into how much truth? All truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He is our great counselor. He's our counselor. Acts 16, verse 6 and 7. Now, when they had gone out through the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. 
After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. What do you get out of these two verses? If you will hear daily the voice of the person, the Holy Spirit in your life, he will tell you sometimes not to go where you're headed. He will save your life. Years ago, years ago, before on 91st Street from Newberry Road to 24th Avenue where the South Campus is, before they made that into a four-way stop on 8th Avenue, it used to be just two stop signs. How many of you old enough to remember that? You, you had to get used to that four-way stop. But before it was a four-way, one night I was heading home. We lived in Cambridge Forest next door to the church. I was heading home, and I was on the road where there was not a stop sign. And I was doing the speed limit, by the grace of God, that's how I remember it. <laughs> what y'all laughing at? I remember it that way. And it was dark. And as I was driving there, just I wasn't praying. I wasn't worshiping. I don't know if I had music playing or not. But I'm driving down that road. And all of a sudden, something inside of me, the Holy Spirit, cried out, stop. And for no reason whatsoever, I slammed on my brakes as a car with no lights on flew through that stop sign. Had I not heeded the voice of Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be standing here preaching today. I would have been a distant memory. Oh yeah, we had this young guy a long time ago. He had curly hair in the back and he, yeah, he, he was all right. It had been a long time ago. You think the devil doesn't want to, oh, that is a scripture, isn't it? John 10, 10, come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And he will do whatever he can to accomplish that. Man, I got to get going. That clock. <laughs> Many of you have stories like I just told you. Many of you have stories where you were going to some city or some nation or you were about to get on a plane or something. And Holy Spirit said, don't do that. You never heard anything about a plane crash or whatever, but in your spirit, you did not violate the word of the Lord. He'll save your life. Number what? Four. Number four, Holy Spirit benefit, blessing, is fellowship. Oh man, I love this one. Help me, Lord, to just fly through it. Second Corinthians 13, 14, the grace and the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. Say fellowship. Church, I want to tell you something. One of the benefits and blessings of the Holy Spirit is he uproots you and places you with family. Family. And he doesn't place you with family because you're going to hear everything you ever believed and you're never going to disagree with anything or anybody that sits beside you, or any connect group you're in, you're just, it's just gonna be, you, uh, it's just gonna be glorious. Uh-uh. How do you think the Holy Spirit works character in your life? He places you right in the middle sometimes of some folks that aggravate you. 
He said, no, I'm not a racist. I'm not prejudiced. And then the Lord put somebody right beside you. And you get up and move one seat. I want to give them space. And then the Lord reveals, you got an ugly heart. You got some crapola left from your before Christ days. And he needs to purify. That's why I love this house. That's why I love the red, yellow, black, and white of this house. Because it looks a whole lot what I believe heaven's going to look like. But not only race, there's all kinds of other prejudice that we have in our life that Holy Spirit wants to deal with. Why? So that we can have fellowship with the believers. The Holy Spirit comes to help us in that area. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. How can you be in accord by the Holy Spirit if you disagree with someone else's doctrine or behavior or whatever? Pause, think. If y'all love me back there, you'll pause that clock for like four minutes. (laughs) See, I believe we can disagree and still be in agreement. I know no one else that I can talk about more than when it comes to the knowledge of, unfortunately, than my wife and I. So I have to tell our stories. I can't tell your story. I haven't been looking, peeping in the window at night, you know. So, but the reality of it is, Suzanne and I, celebrating 43 years of marriage next week, are not together because we always agree. We don't even agree on what we want to eat at night sometimes. Come on, somebody. But we still don't break fellowship. If I could just get her to like everything I like. And why does she have to like some of that stuff that I don't like? That doesn't break fellowship. Say, Pastor, that's so silly. Yeah, it is so silly, except just add a notch, add a doctrine. And all of a sudden you see people that God joined together to walk together. And they're separating themselves and moving across town because... Not because relationships have been broken, but because all of a sudden they take up something that is ungodly. We do not stay together because we're always in agreement. We stay together because God joined us. And he joined us for a purpose. How awesome is God glorified when folks that have disagreements continue to walk in fellowship and love one with another. I was having uh, coffee with a brother in the house. He's here this morning. And we were just having a great time. And he just all of a sudden gets this big smile on his face. And he says, well, pastor, you know I'm. And he blurts out something that doctrinally we were different on. And I started laughing. And he started laughing. And he brought it out for a point. I would never leave you because you don't see it my way. And I said, look, bro, 
I'm okay with you being wrong. My love for you ain't going to change. And we had a great laugh and a big hug because there are things that are more important and the fellowship of the saints is one of them. Number five, gifts. Romans chapter 12, verse six and eight. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. And then he goes through all these gifts. For the sake of time, I'm going to fly to the bottom. The one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. And he talks about service and teaching and exhortation and all of these amazing things. Because one of the benefits of Holy Spirit is he comes to give us these gifts that we need in the body. Hear me. When God gives you a gift, guess what? It's not for you. Oh, I wish I had some time to preach this. Oh, I do, man. The Lord has stopped the clock. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It won't be long. Okay, we'll start back in a minute. But I'll nod at you when I'm ready, okay? Hear me. Listen to this. The gifts that Holy Spirit gives you, guess, guess who they're for? Come on, somebody. The body. They're for somebody else. Man, isn't that good? God gives you a gift of hospitality. You're not hospitable for you. You're hospitable for those, some of our precious ladies that open the door out there and greet y'all when you come in. Some of them been back there for years and they're still there. And it's not like they got to go, oh my gosh, I just got to smile one more Sunday. I'm so tired of this. No, we don't put people out there that had the gift of sucking sour lemons. We put those folks that have a gift of hospitality. They like to smile. Don't you just love it when somebody opens a door for you with a big smile? Don't you hate it when you go to a restaurant and the hostess hardly looks up? How many? Two? Come follow me. No, I think I'm going to leave. If it's this bad at the door, I can't imagine what the food's been done to. Oh, no, man, I want somebody. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to Moe's. I don't even like Moe's. But every once in a while, you got to go to Moe's just to feel good. Welcome to Moe's. Seriously, beans and rice. They make you feel good, though, don't they? Moe's owes me, I bet about 10% of y'all go to one of the three Moe's today. There's some other scriptures, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 10, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. <laughs> These guys are being funny now back there. I have 14 hours and 39 minutes left. <laughs> Number six, fruit. Fruit. Save that $5. Tom's buying me a coffee today. But the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such, there is no law. Love the fruit of the Spirit. It was talked about yesterday so much during Steve's celebration service. Steve, I think he might have had all nine of the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, it's not often you meet somebody that, that just... Somebody said, 
And all the, one of the guys had known Steve for like pre-Pat, like 40, 45, 50 years, 45 years. He said, never once in my entire life, even before Steve got saved, did I ever hear him speak bad against anyone. How many of y'all wish you had that testimony? <laughs> Man, I, I wish I had that. Nobody will say that at, the, at my celebration service. They'll say some other things, but there was a time or two. Oh, I feel all that judgment coming at me. But the fruit, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's what he develops in you. Oh, I wish I had, listen to this. He develops love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You know how you develop long-suffering in your life? Pretty much the same way you develop patience. Don't be praying for patience. Come on, are you not? Come on. Don't be praying for long-suffering. That means you're going to suffer long. You develop these gifts by the person of the Holy Spirit. Number seven. Is that right? Seven. Revealed mysteries. Woo! All you prophetic types, just say amen in advance. 1 Corinthians 2. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. What is one of the things Holy Spirit comes to do? That last sentence right there, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. You want to understand the Word of God? Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive Him in the fullness. Let Him, invite Him in. Open up your heart, your mind, your spirit, every part of your life. Holy Spirit, I need you to be my great teacher. Greatest teacher of all, not some professor at some university. It is the Holy Spirit of God. He will impart to you and enlighten the things that you're reading that you will understand. Number eight powerful. Number eight, benefit and blessing of the Holy Spirit is he comes to help us pray. He comes to help us pray. He comes to help us pray. My prayer life has changed over the last 32 months. The battle I'm walking through has changed my understanding of scripture and the way I go before God 
and talk to him. Because there are times when you need to pray and in your prayer, you need to ask God in faith what it is you have need of. But you don't have to keep coming back and begging God for what his word already promised. So as you begin to get a hold of the word and it gives you a revelation and inspiration of what you're walking through, then all of a sudden, you can start that clock again. I'm, I, I'm, I'm headed there. Slowly, half second for every second. He will teach you and help you. So once I began to understand, I don't have to keep coming back to God and saying, God, will you heal me? Oh, Lord, you're such a good God. Will you heal me? God, you're so gracious and awesome. And the doctor said I'm going to die, but would you heal me? See, I can do that, but I'm not activating my faith. I'm activating my hope. When the promise is that I can activate my faith and say, no matter how I feel or what I'm going through, you need me to help you play with you, brother? Man, that sounded so good right there. It's like, that was good right there. What you do is you learn to activate and begin to speak God's word instead of just coming and begging him for something that he already said he had done. See, once you get a hold of 1 Peter 2.24, that by the stripes that Jesus bore on his back, on his way to the cross to die for your salvation, a part of atonement is healing. And healing is every bit as much an act of faith as your salvation is. How many of you since you were saved woke up at least once and didn't feel saved? Man, I am going to seriously have an altar call. And I was just looking at that side. You don't always feel saved. You're saved and your journey of salvation, you're walking out your salvation is by faith. But nonetheless, the promise that you'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful, comes because of what Jesus did, not what you did. And so, the same with healing. So the atonement is, he bore stripes on his back, ripped the flesh off of the back of Christ. And it said that by every stripe, provision has been made for your healing and my healing. Most believers will die sick. And this will be a part of their life. They're fully saved. They love God. But we have failed to activate and understand our faith. To believe that we have a right to proclaim what Jesus already said. So, well, well, Pastor, aren't you still dealing with this sickness? I'm dealing with it. But the word says I'm healed. So what I'm speaking is that I am the healed of the Lord and believing that it's going to totally manifest in my body. I was with one of our doctors having breakfast the other morning and I said to him as he was talking to me about the diseases he works with with children 
at Shands and, and how almost all these babies die. And, and, and we were talking about the, the bigness of the weight of all of that and, and, and having to come back as a doctor, a man of faith, a scientist, and still believe in his whole heart that every word of God is yes and amen, and he has a right to proclaim it. The same way I have a right to say, I am the healed of Christ. And I believe one day the doctors are going to look at me and go scratch their head and go, I'm sorry, we don't even know what to tell you, but there's no more multiple myeloma in your body. I'm confessing and declaring that, but do look forward to the day when some doctor will confirm what God's word already said. Well, what if that doesn't happen, pastor? Well, I'm going to keep on confessing. I'm going to keep on declaring because his word has not changed because I woke up this morning not feeling good. No, his word hadn't changed. His word's still the same. So I could go, oh, woe is me. I'm going to stay home again. Or I could say, no, I'm going to get up in faith. I'm going to go preach. And I'm not going to let how I feel determine what I declare. Because it's not about me. It's about every word that he spoke and declared. Wow, do we need Holy Spirit reveal this to us in a significant way. Prayer help. Romans chapter 8 verse 26, likewise the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You become a prayer person. And you will come to a place soon in your prayer walk where, where your understanding in English just won't do. And sometimes you just groan in the faith. You groan in the spirit. You groan. It, it's not about being out in public, being around other people. This is about your prayer time. You're in your closet. You're on your prayer walk. You're sitting under an oak tree. You're in the shower. You're somewhere by yourself. And you start making deep intercession. And you intercede in the natural And then Holy Spirit says, I'll take this. And you begin to intercede in the Holy Spirit and he will tell you and teach you and help you. And sometimes you just pray in the Spirit until all of a sudden there's a release and you're done, you're through. Step up, move on, go on to the next thing. Number nine, power, benefit, And blessing of the Holy Spirit, Luke chapter 24, verse 49, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. The very first promise that Jesus gave concerning the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. All these other gifts will come. They will develop in your life. Praying in tongues will develop in your life. You say, well, pastor, I I don't... I think that's weird and I don't really want to do it. Well, that's, that, that's, that's your choice. Paul said, I pray in the Holy Spirit. I pray in the Spirit more than you all. Uh, Jude says, pray, praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit of God in our life. And sometimes when I don't know how to pray in any other way, I just pray in the Spirit. But if you don't want to, you, you can stiff arm God. You can say, I want all the other gifts but that gift. Well, that'd be remarkable if you walked in all the other gifts. But the bottom line is the Holy Spirit's never going to violate you. He's never going to take your tongue and... 
He's never, gonna, he's never going to overrule you. Whatever your heart is to open to invite the Holy Spirit of God, He is there. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you will receive, say it out loud, power when the Holy Spirit, what? Has come upon you and you will be witnesses to me in all the earth. We have been given the power of God. Number 10. Whoo-wee. You can go ahead and make that coffee for me right now, Tom. I'll be ready for it in about five minutes. <laughs> Liberty. Freedom. Say freedom. freedom. We have been one of the benefits and blessings of Holy Spirit. He comes to him who the Spirit has set free is free indeed. Free. Free from what, Pastor? Whatever has you bound up. What's got you bound up? You don't have to leave here today bound up ever again in your life. You can activate by faith, invite the Holy Spirit in, activate that word that he speaks and whatever it is. Maybe it's a spirit of lust, pornography. Maybe it's a lying spirit. Maybe you're full of hatred. You live in a world where it's just like, man, there's just so many stupid people. <laughs> and it's because you're so amazing. See, the minute you start putting judgment on somebody out there, one, two, three, back at you. But you don't have to be that way. Angry people, angry Christians, they're pretty miserable people. They've confessed Jesus, but they have not activated their faith to overcome some ugliness in their life. Romans 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And I close with this. Holy Spirit of God wants to come. But he will never come into your life until you're fully invited. Until you invite him with no reservations. I was reading a book this week by Robert Morris and he was talking about when he first got saved and came to the revelation as a good uh, Baptist man that the Holy Spirit was real and that he needed the Holy Spirit. But he was so afraid of the Holy Spirit because of so much. How many of y'all seen some weird stuff in the name of the church, Jesus and the Holy Spirit? I mean, I've seen some, I, I grew up in some weird stuff. Probably one of the reasons why it took me so long to come to a place where I could say without reservation, Holy Spirit, I want you, I need you in my life with no reservations. Because he's never going to violate you. He's going to never make you weird. It's not a cares, it, it, it's not a, uh, what's the word? It, it's not a granola church of nuts, fruits, and flakes. The church of Jesus Christ is alive and powerful. And the presence of the living God rules and reigns in our lives for a purpose, to do the work of the Father. And so today, I want to encourage you. Matter of fact, would you just bow your head for just a moment? I want, I want to speak to you for just a second. If today you have not fully come to a place where you 
have stepped out and said, Holy Spirit, I need you the way I needed Jesus for salvation. I need you in my life. I want you to ponder why you haven't. What is the reason? Why do you feel like that you can make it with God without the Holy Spirit of Christ? When he said it's imperative that he go away so that the Holy Spirit could come and he would come and do all these amazing, wonderful things in your life. Who are we to reject the gift that Jesus and the Father gave for us? Ponder that, I pray for just a moment. For anyone sitting in this place or watching online and you have not yet invited Jesus to be Lord of your life, the gift of the Holy Spirit that you've heard me preach about this morning comes after you have invited Jesus to be Lord of your life. Comes with such amazing, wonderful gifts and blessings. God loves you so much that right now Jesus is at the right hand of the Father making intercession that today as he knocks at your heart's door that you would simply open up that door and invite Jesus to be Lord of your life. In doing so, you're inviting all of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit to come to rule and reign, to take liberty of your life because you're willing to surrender to Jesus Christ. With every head bowed and believers are praying right now for you because all of us have made this decision. If today you're ready to receive Jesus in this place, would you simply lift up your hand, let me recognize it, and lead you in a very simple prayer that today your life will forever be marked and changed. That this is the day that you gave Jesus everything. If that's you this morning, would you just lift up your hand? Let me recognize it. Let me lead you in a prayer. Yes, sir. God bless you, young man. Thank you. Who else today? You're watching online. I can't see your hand. God will. You can call us, text us in, but you can pray with this prayer and with us in just a moment. But there's others today. This is your moment. The Lord has brought you here today. Doesn't matter how young you are. Doesn't matter how old you are. What matters is there's an emptiness inside of you that can only be fulfilled with Christ Jesus. He loves you so much. Anyone else want to join? Let me pray for you this morning. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Don't want to rush you because this is, this is the goodness of God right here, right now in your life. I'm going to invite you to pray with me. The whole congregation is going to pray this prayer out loud. If you didn't raise your hand, pray this prayer in faith anyhow. There's a time you can come talk to one of the pastors or myself. Say, I made that decision. But right now, pray this prayer with us, with these precious men that have raised their hand this morning. Pray, Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Acknowledging and recognizing today that I need you, Jesus, to be my Lord and my Savior. Religion is no longer good enough. Today, I acknowledge that I've been a sinner 
And I've allowed sin to separate me from your love. Jesus, I invite you. Come into my heart. Receive my life. I surrender my all in all today to you. I confess my sin. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me and to heal me. And today, I choose you for the rest of the days of my life. Not religion, but today, a relationship with you, Father God, through your son, Jesus. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my Redeemer. I thank you for dying and coming out of the grave for me. Father, I receive this and declare it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.